You're into the Comic Crusader cast. I am your Omega, CEO of Crusaders and Undercovers. In this show, sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Your boy Almega, welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, woo, we got a dope international creator on the scene, baby. He is a writer, he is the creator of a dope project that is being crowdfunded right now on Zoop. All right, we're gonna be blasting this baby with this dope creator. We're gonna learn this origin story right now. Let me introduce the one. Leone, the incredible Oscar, Osorio. I'm good, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, no worries, I'm excited, yeah. excited to be here. No, thank you for coming on, brother. So let, let's start getting into the business, homie. So uh, talk yeah. a bit about yourself. Where you from originally? Where you at right now? And what was the first thing in fandom that you ever fell in love with? Yeah, well, I'm I'm Oscar. I'm from Peru. I'm currently in Peru, so I've been here reading and collecting for more than ten years now. And the first thing that I remember grabbing and and reading and was comic book. So here we didn't have comic books. They started getting published right around the time that I started to fall in love with that. But before wait, that, wait, 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 wait. Oh, God, you're yeah. telling me Peru didn't have like comics on the regular until, until about 10 years ago? Yeah. And we don't, we don't even have comics right now. So there, there were some, some books that come from other parts of, of South America. But yeah. here we started getting like published books in 2010. So it was a local newspaper that got oh, the licenses wow. and started publishing some Marvel stuff. Right now we don't have like the, the single issues we have like trades they they like to publish the the big books okay. so yeah i remember collecting like the the single issues back in the 2010s that lasted for about wow. 5 years so yeah and and i had the opportunity to travel and i got more comics in the us in canada but here okay. i remember grabbing the spider-man from uh, Straczynski. The coming home story. I remember the cover. Ooh. I remember my my dad brought it from from a trip. He brought it last, like a souvenir, like it had a Spider-Man in the cover. He brought me something from, like had a Pikachu in the cover. So at okay. the time it was like, look <laughs> at this book. The book looks cool. It has a picture. It has a superhero in there. But I I remember that that's in, that's like in the back of my head. And yeah, as I mentioned, it was a couple of years later. They started publishing comic books here. I started reading them. I immediately loved that. And that was around the time that Marvel started with the movies. So okay. it was the, the the birth of the MCU and the comic books that I had from, from this publisher that uh, I started loving superheroes. And after that, I started collecting. I started going to conventions and everything in my really? life was about comic books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So. All right, so you found comics because your dad brought you a comic. I love that. Because for me, yeah. I still have my first comic, and mommy bought it for me in the airport when we were going to Puerto Rico just to shut me the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> coño, get out of here. And, like, un librito de ahí. and I saw this cool character. I said, yeah, I like that. So, hey, cógelo. 
And, you know, and, and then she don't know where she started, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah that wasn't her. Um, so did you have a tribe? I mean, you know, being that it was so new, did you have other friends growing up that, that, that were like connected with you in this, in this discovery? Yeah, no, not really. That was the, no. the sad part because here, I think in, in, in the U.S. it's like more popular. So there's a lot of people that, that consume comics, like the casual fans that read, like, I read only Spider-Man, I read only Batman, and they read it monthly. And you know that they don't collect, they have, they don't have the big collections like we do, but right. they, they read comics. But here it was more of, the, the people that read comics were the ones that were obsessed, like like us, totally obsessed, total nerds. So it was hard to find people that uh, could be on that same level. I think See. that there was a lot of people that loved the superheroes and the characters and the series and, and not of that. But having someone that knew about comics, knew about creators, that was the hard part. So usually oh, it was wow. me like... I was the the one that knew about all this stuff. But well, you were the go-to guy then. Yeah. You know, this guy yeah. knows about comics. That's Kim. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, that did that happen in the movies? Did that really happen in the comics? Exactly. Did you exactly. get that question? Yeah, exactly, exactly. What's what's next? So what's what happened in the in the comics and what's going to happen in this movie? <laughs> like you know everything just because you read some comics. Like my wife used to ask me like every, every, I told oh that's based on the comic. Oh really? So what's gonna happen next? Like oh my god! I mean yeah, thanks yeah. for the movie. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. It's like I don't work for the studio. You know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but Akonya, you know they start thinking about you like hey. You know, don't you want to be a director now? Like, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that, that was one of the reasons I started writing because I okay. I saw that I, I had this knowledge. I I knew about this stuff. I read a lot about this stuff. And I I thought that every time I talked to a friend, like, they, they were saying, you oh, know, what are you reading? What is, what's new in comics? And I talked about it, like the newest comic, the new indie comics. And they were like, oh, that sounds so cool. And for me, it was like, then maybe you should read it. So... I started writing like reviews and and opinions oh. and about these 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 things and locally people people like that they they like to know more about the movies because sometimes people like the characters and like the movies but they don't want to read anymore they just want to yeah. hear like the one minute pitch of the story and say oh that's so cool that right. sounds awesome yeah, I want yeah. to know what happens stay up today right qué está pasando okay I'm done yeah yeah so what's up with with Iron Man oh he's doing this okay moving on <laughs> and then they yeah and and I started writing that and that's where I started to to what? like writing and and expressing my opinion so creating stuff. How old were you when you when you said, okay, I want to write my own stuff? How old were you? I, that was in 2018, at, um, okay. so I was 23. Because okay. I, I started with all the comics stuff where, where I, I wasn't a kid. I think that I was around 15 years old when I when I first oh. got into comics. So I, it oh, wasn't I, like I was... Because a, I wasn't a kid. 15, still a kid. It's all right, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, he's trying to be a thug. Yo, I wasn't a kid, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, in the in the U.S., there's, there's people that are reading their, their stories, like, since they were five years old and they, they started drawing. The first thing they draw was Superman and stuff like no, that. I know, I know. That wasn't the case for me, so... I, me neither. I, you know what I would draw first? Honestly, my, my shit was drawing the Decepticon symbol, the Autobot symbols, Voltron. Oh. You know, cause I, I, I fell in love with robots, mm-hmm. you know, because of Messenger Zeta. You yeah. know what I mean? That yeah, was my yeah. shit, you know, as a kid. 
And then and then I got introduced to comics later, but I, the big robots was my shit. So Voltron, I used to draw real nice. That was the only poverty shit I could ever draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I I like that, like the stuff at Cartoon Network and that, all of nah. that, right, when I was a kid. But I discovered superheroes and, and comics later. I, I wasn't okay. like a small kid anymore. So when I started writing, I think it was 23, I was writing like the articles and opinions. And then I... With going to, to conventions and listening to podcasts but and everything. where? Where are these conventions? Because you're saying that, you know, comics were new in Peru, right? Oh, yeah. By, yeah, by yeah. Time. So, so, so did the conventions happen fast or was that also a process? Like, what was your first convention? Or what was the first convention in Peru? Or was it, or did you go outside of Peru? Yeah, yeah. No, I was going outside. I, I traveled to the U.S. So oh, okay. I was I was going to San Diego and, and to New ah. York. He yeah. travel. Oh, wait, he said, wait, so they don't do that in Peru at all. They don't have like comic yeah. conventions or stuff. There's or... there's also local conventions and they they were good. Sometimes I think that the the problem here as what happens in in every country in Latin America is bad organization and ah, they okay. they do something. It's and... not just Latin America, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, the city shows here in the states. Trust me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, here, so we had like the organizer, he comes and says, oh, we are going to do big conventions and everything. And they do oh. a convention, they bring someone. Next year, they are gone. <laughs> no one knows what happened to them. Cool. And someone new comes and they start doing something. And and yeah, so there's there's been conventions here. First, they were uh, about comics. They brought some, some big names in the industry. Then they, well, that happens in the U.S. too, like, the comic, the comic cons are not about comics anymore. So. No, it's pop culture as a whole. Yeah, and that's why they got to uh... take the word Comic-Con out of it because it's not <laughs> a Comic-Con. I mean, yeah. I do know some actual Comic-Cons that really do exist, but unfortunately they can't use that because, uh, you know, someone owns the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so here it's it's been... It's had its up and downs with with the whole comic okay. comic stone, but but I've been there. I I think that right. it's cool to connect with people in here, and sometimes they bring cool people. So yeah, I'm curious. I, I, that's I'm good. Very curious now. What was your very first convention, and how did you feel when you got exposed to it? So, I I traveled with my family a lot. So in in 2011, we were going to to LA just to, to, to visit and, and like vacation, like family vacation. And I started getting into all this stuff, the comic books in 2010. So I, I discovered that there was this thing called San Diego Comic Con. And I, I saw that it was close to, to LA. My parents were, were happy with me reading the books yeah. and, and with my new obsession. So we were like, maybe we should go. So Ooh. wait, they said, let's go. Yeah, I think I I don't well, remember exactly, uh, but I think it was something like like well, a group effort, right? So that's wonderful. But that those are cool parents. Shout out to the your <laughs> family right there. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they 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 like this stuff. I I think I I got it from somewhere. So they they do like this the the movies and everything. So we we went there, but but first time, so we didn't get tickets. I, I, I thought it was like we go and buy it in the, in the door. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I but, but I didn't get tickets. We, we did something in there. <laughs> I don't want to get into much detail, but we eventually got our tickets in, in the convention. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> we, we, we got our tickets. <laughs> it's a long story. But but we got them. I got in, in there. I saw the, the, the convention. And it was like it was a dream for me. It's, and, nice. and at that time, I was 
like I, I saw all this stuff, but I think I wasn't aware of, of the magnitude of that. Right now, as yeah. someone that's been reading for a long time, a creator, I've known people in the in the States that haven't even had the chance to attend there. So that was a, a, a very like happy moment. It was it. yeah, exactly. So it was something like it was huge, but at the time it, it for me it felt like it was huge, but I think that it had a lot more of, of meaning moving on in, in my life. I in, in even in that convention I met Stan Lee. I, oh, and, you and got I, to meet Stan the man. Where yeah, yeah, I have a, a picture, and it was like my first my first year doing this. So for wow. me, it was, it was it was huge. But I think that later I tried to meet him again, and and I, I didn't have the chance. And I I'm glad I did. But sometimes I feel like I, I wasn't aware of what was happening. I, I was like small. I was new to all of that. And yeah. right now, as a creator, as someone that wants to dedicate his whole life to comics and to creating and to spreading the love. It was, it was a huge moment for me. That's wonderful. I mean, I haven't got, I seen Stan, but I never got to meet him. Like you'll stand next to him or, or even say, Hey Al, you know what I mean? I yeah. wish. That's pretty cool. So, all right. So you, so talk about finally stepping in to say, okay, I want to create a comic book, but I'm about to bring up the PDF first so people can see how beautiful the project was before we check <laughs> out this, uh, the Zoop. So talk about you finally saying, okay, I'm going to make something. And how easy is it to do, you know, coming from Peru? Yeah, no, I think that there was, I, I don't know the exact moment, but uh, there was a time in this in this, this few years that I, I knew that I was going to become a comic book writer. And and it's something that, that you know, it's like, I don't know when, but I'm going to write comic books. I, I will do it. I, I, I need to do it. This, this, my passion is, this is what I love. So I, I need to do it. And last year, well, first, before that, I started a Substack page where when when all the writers started going to Substack, I, I created my own. I was active on, on Twitter. I was becoming more and more connected with the American community, the, the people that read comics in in the U.S. And I was writing in English. I was writing for them. I started writing something like more technical, more reviews, more opinions instead of something more like casual that I was like I was doing here for for the locals. With my Substack, I wanted to promote it. So last last year, I went to San Diego. I did my own five page comic book, and and I have it. I have it. It was it was printed. I gave it away to people in there. It was like a, something of a promotional stuff. You made this also, one? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something that's, else. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, like a a five-page short story. It was promotional, but I learned how to make a comic book, and, and it's really hard, but I saw that it was possible. I saw that with effort and working and organizing a team, it's possible to make a comic book. I started this year. I decided that I wanted to go all in with the comic books. I was working at another job. I got burned out. It was like I felt like I was starting to get so tired and, and so like full of, of anxiety and stuff that I wasn't dedicating time even to, to write and, and to read comics. And I knew that that was my passion. So when I, when I felt like my job was getting in the way of doing the, the things I love because it was so, I was under so much pressure. I said, no, this is, this isn't going well. I think this is, this is not the way to go. So I'm also on the process of, emigrating to Canada. So oh, you are? Okay. yeah, so 
everything mixed up and, and starting this year, I say, I'm going to start creating my own comic books. I'm going to work on a portfolio. So when I go to the US, to Canada, I, I go and I have like something big behind me and I can get a, a more stable job. So right now I'm working on, on this project, La, The Never Ending Adventure, the one you, you showed. Yeah, this and baby this, right here. So talk yeah. about it, man. How did this even start in that brain of yours, bro? What happened? Yeah, so so I think it's part of my of my story of what I've I've been telling. I did this this uh, career change. I wanted to to create comic books and I wanted to live off my passion. And I think the, there's this uh, idea that when you start to work on your passion, you're going to be happy. It's like oh, I'm going I'm drawing comic I've been writing comic books. I'm working on that. Uh, everything is good if you do what you love. You don't work and yada yada. So. But but the reality is like you go from from one type of anxiety to another one because right now <laughs> you have to deal with with the, the consequence of your decision. Right now you have yeah. to start working on 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 your passion, but you need to make money out of it. And there's a whole new fear of disappointing yourself, disappointing your loved ones, not being good enough, and all of that. So when I started feeling this and I thought of about what my first work should be. That's where I came with this story. It's the story that the protagonist is going through a similar journey as I did. He's a person that went from corporate job to writing comics. And you mean corporate? Just... You were doing corporate stuff, bro? Yeah, yeah. I'm an economist. <laughs> oh, oh, an economist that does yeah. comics. Look at this, guys. Everybody does <laughs> comics. You see proof, bro. What the heck? And how the hell did you get into an economist journey? And you're a comic book guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I went to university. I studied economics. I was working at a auditing and consulting firm, and I was doing all those stuff. And then I went into comics. So, yeah, this book is about that that career change, that change in life, and how you deal with that, like the mental health aspect of it. But also, it's told in a fun way. It has action. It has silliness. It has the goofiness of superhero comics because. If I'm doing this, besides telling my own story, besides showing my my love for comics, I wanted to put what I loved about comics. So here you can see it's like it, the protagonist cracks jokes and he's going to fight a monster. He's talking to a talking dog. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. It's 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 what I wanted to read. It's yes, but and he's embarking on a quest where he's going to discover how to live off of making comics. So this is like a whole allegory of so, someone struggling to live off his passion. God, is, is he acting out like Stan Lee was in his head, you know, over here? Is this what this is? He's acting out the next story? Or is he just literally in his head this much about creation? <laughs> yeah, I think that that's that's one of the of the aspects of the book. And I think that's something that you start discovering as you go. It's like, is this really happening? Or is this all in his head? <laughs> or, yeah. I yeah, because from can... here, he goes, wait a minute, let me take a break. I'm like, huh, muchacho? I started bugging. I said, okay, wait, this guy is bugging. This is so interesting. I am digging it, yo. Digging yeah, it. because you see that the art style changes. And, I, and yes. it's because of that. It's like he has this like mental dispersion. He's so distracted that he starts doing something. And then he gets like a message. And then he starts telling another story. And this is like, I wanted to portray something like, and he talks about it in the books, like he has this undiagnosed ADHD that he can focus on stuff. 
So he gets like a message and then he starts telling another story. And then I changed the art style to, to show the, the readers that this is like, he's on a different train of thought. He's moved on to something else and he's, but he's just having this issues focusing on something and he gets distracted and then right like okay. you see in that page like he moved on like he's now in this dark fantasy tale in a different world but it's okay. it's happening right like in his head he's like trying to create something but then he gets distracted and then he starts traveling to, to different places but all of these places these side stories are part of his thoughts so you, I mean... you can you recognize him you recognize the dog he's like trying to create something, but his own head gets on his way. So, I mean, what's worse than having writer's block or having his problem? <laughs> well, he has too many stories, apparently, in his head. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good... I think that's, that's also something that I, I wanted to put in, in the book. And, and it's something that it's one of the of the main issues of the book because, he's he as you said, he's trying to get something done and I think it, it's it's yeah, kind man, of complementary like because he he's he's creating so much so many stories he's he's getting so many ideas and going to so many different worlds to try to get to something, but he's not putting that on the page and yeah it's like a mental a mental traffic jam in his head so many yeah. stories and that's what the mental comes like okay which car is gonna move first. Because I don't know what the hell I want to do right now, so I I think I'd rather have the writer's block for the moment, <laughs> just and then deal with so many story ideas that makes me crazy. Because yo, this is insane. I mean, and look at this—he keeps flipping, like you said. He is in the jungle now; he's in the woods. Like, ¿qué está pasando? I mean, what? yeah, yeah. But but what's what's? I think it's like the the positive aspect of all of this is that. All of these stories come from his head, and when you start having different thoughts, these these thoughts mean something. You you when Absolutely. you think about something, it's because there's something in in the back of your hand tra- traveling you. You are want to do something. You it's even, it's like even when you dream about something, maybe you're worried, maybe you are anxious. So all of these stories, like like he's traveling here, he travels to his past. He's going to revisit a memory, talk to his past self, but. All these stories are going to have a meaning during the the main story, during his journey as as a writer. So everything is going to inform him of what he needs to do, what he wants to do, and that's where all of these stories come to to play. And I think that's the something great that this book has is that you have different art styles, and there's a reason for it. It's not like oh, we're going to change the art because it looks cool, which it does. But oh, yeah. it also I mean, it, that. Conyo, you see that shit in your nightmares. I'm <laughs> running. Yeah, yes. Here it's like it, it obeys the story. We're moving into a direction where this this side story, this change in our styles, these distractions are happening for a reason. Gotcha. There goes the the zoo campaign here, folks. I mean, they got 18 days left. You know, so they need 4,000, you know, right now at 907, folks, I know you're getting your tax returns. Stop bullshitting. <laughs> make it happen. Make it be an independent comic. You see that beautiful artwork. Let's start talking about this team that you built. All right. Let me allow them cookies. So talk about the team. I mean, how did you put together a team? How did you even learn how to, how to, from a fan to a creator? What, 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 what did you learn and how did you build the team? 
I think that my my best learning experience was like all all of these years of just gathering knowledge of how comics work, how to make a comic, even listening to podcasts, listening to creators in in the convention, the panels, and all the stuff. You you get an idea, really clear idea of how to create your own comic book, how to make this these a reality. So even though I haven't studied something like like a course or anything like that. I've gotten the knowledge and I've, as I mentioned, I created like last year, my five page story. It was kind of a, like a trial for me to know if I could create something. And when I did, when I got the the print version, like five pages in a print, and I, I knew that I was capable of doing it. And now I've like replicated that. And the team, it was like, I, I did the script and then work with the editor. I worked with him in the last comic I made. And, I started looking for, for people to create these side stories because I had this clear that I wanted side stories to be different art styles. And with each story, I found a perfect artist for them. There's a medieval story done by Terry Suska. She's had this medieval style, like this traditional, and it was a perfect fit. Then for the other, the dark fantasy where he's like in, in different worlds and with creators and all of that. I got in, in touch with Mary Landro. She, she does all this dark fantasy stuff too. She had a, her own coming, her own comic coming, coming out. And also. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, wow. She worked on Ozzy Osbourne's page. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, 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 the fit was perfect. And also with Amalas Rosa. She has oh, this. Germany. How does, how does Peru and Germany connect? Check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's all the, the bright side of, of social media. Like people saying that Twitter is, is bad and, and it's it not to... bad. Don't, you know, you know who's saying that people that are getting paid to say that Twitter is bad. You know, <laughs> that is media disruption at work. I know what it is. I know what they're trying to do because they just want, you know, these are just people that want to be at because people like you and I <laughs> that they use it for a, a purpose. We have no yeah. problem with it. You know? Yeah. For me, it was, it was perfect because it allowed me to connect. This team is, I'm here in Peru. This team has people from Germany, Italy, Canada and Brazil, and it's all because of, of social media and getting in touch with them. I showed the, the books, and I told them, oh, I want you to do this side of story, and they told me, perfect, it fit my style, it fit my, my times, so let's do it. And after that, I, I discovered that they were from different countries. That wasn't intentional, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's something that shows that it was a good choice because... Each one of them comes from a different country, a different background, and that's why their start, their art styles are different between one another, and it, mm-hmm. it makes the book, the book uh, better because you know that each one of them has different styles that serve a purpose, and it goes, it all goes with the story. No, I'm digging it. I'm digging <laughs> it, man. So you have an amazing team. You have a whole bunch of different levels to explore. You know, starting as cheap as six bucks if you don't like paper for digital copy, folks. But if you love paper, you want to smell that ink, <laughs> you know, you could do that starting at $14. Wait a minute. You have a variant on this baby, too? What are we talking about here? Who did your variant? Yeah. Yeah, the, the variant was by Jay Hammond. He's a, an artist, I think, from the U.S. 
and we got in touch and he's done variants for, for other indie books, like published indie books. And that was cool. He had this, this style, like more like, a, it was funny. It was for comedy. So we got that big monster from the, the first page. Yeah. Into the cover. <laughs> and That's yeah. No freaky it's... shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, who came yeah. up with that? You or the artist? Was it collaborative? What the hell? Did you dream this shit? What's going on here, bro? That's creepy, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it was collaborative. I will, but, but it's, I think it was also, yeah, the, the artist, the artist. I, I need to see the script of how I describe the monster. Okay. But it, uh, yeah, but I think that, but he, I, that was from Vinicius. Vinicius from Brazil. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I need to read the script to see how, how detailed I was. But for me, that's how the monster looks. So I don't know if it was me or he did like such a great good job because that, that's an awesome looking monster with the tentacles and stuff. But awesome. yeah, that, that's like the perfect, what, what I had in my head. He put it on the page, and that, that was perfect. Awesome. I mean, you got many levels. Now, at 27, you got – give me the llama. Well, I mean, you know, I want to get the llama. What are we talking yeah. about? You, you got a llama or a llama meat? What is yeah, this? no. That's a, a, llama, a llama plushie. That's a, plushie. a, cute, hey. a, cute, a cute llama plushie. I have one here, so let me show it. This one, this one doesn't have any, any clothes on, so sorry, for, sorry about that. But yeah, oh, it's, it's, oh it's damn! Yeah. yeah, that shit look real, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a mini fucking llama for real. That shit look real. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So so yeah, it's it's uh, this cute llama. Looks nice. Yeah, it comes with a with a poncho. A poncho. With a, a, with a cute hat. You can see like the picture is kind of small, but that's that's the llama. And I wanted to <laughs> to put something like to showcase the Peruvian identity behind this book. It's like yeah. because I'm, I wanted to 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 share and, and tell people like this is a book from Peru it's a it's a Peruvian protagonist so, and... so you put some so you there's, so there's a lot of Peruvian culture you know spread throughout the book yeah and so not not really I think that I wanted to put because the protagonist is Peruvian so I wanted to mention like uh, that he's he's Latino also like the, uh-huh. the Latino approach to mental health I think that's something that's important it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, very different than most people. That's what yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I I included some stuff, but it's not like it's not the book is not all about that. So okay, awesome. yeah. So it's it's like a, a characteristic. That's awesome. Of, I mean, I want to learn about Peru, but you know, yeah, I, I yeah, get so, it because I think on that exists uh, on that plane too. Right? Let's focus on the character, not about where he's from. Yeah, exactly. And I, like and I think that, I like that yeah, and I think that this, this story wasn't about Latinos, but it was more about like life changing decision and dealing with, with, with that feeling. Yeah. So yeah. it was more, more about the, the creative side and yeah, the journey of moving to, to create, to start creating and, and getting this idea. So it, it's not like so, so present in there, but I wanted still to highlight that this book is, a, is made by a Peruvian also, and I wanted to to put this really clear so people know that this is a book from Peru, and just like me, like I'm I'm far away. There's a lot of other creators far away in many countries that want to share their stories, and I think that's important that we we start uh, giving them their own voice. So this this book is is from Peru. I I want to do more work later that maybe showcase the the Peruvian aspect and and. Peruvian stuff 
But right now, I wanted to include this. It's like, it's traditional. This is a, a cute Lama Plashi. The other is a bull sculptor that's traditional here in Peru. Oh, really? You have a sample of that bad boy or no? No, that one, I, I don't have that one okay. here with me. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a sculptor. It's, it's hand painted. And it's, it's a great way to have a piece of Peru in your home and also read a cool story, hopefully. Excellent. Excellent. And what's this I want to learn from you for a buck fifty? What's, what's popping there? Yeah. So my, my editor and I had this idea of also adding these like coaching sessions. We have like this, okay, this cool. is a coaching session. So for aspiring writers, we can talk, we can give you like some, some advice. As I said, I've studied a lot of how to create a book what's important, how to showcase your, your own voice and Excellent. sharing this like experience, like hands-on experience that I got. And I think it's important to learn from, from creators because sometimes you can learn a lot from like established people in the industry that have 10 plus years, but their experience isn't as close as, as someone that's just getting into it and or people that are like doing campaigns and doing the indie books because it's like yeah. more, they are more like your peers. Sometimes you hear like creators that been doing this like 10 years or 15 years and their, their initial experience was completely different. So this is like a coaching session. So you can learn how to create a project. If you are curious about how to make a comic book, what you need, if you have this idea, we can talk about it. And I think it's, it's cool. I think it's something that, if I had the opportunity like six months or one year ago, it would be very beneficial to see, is it easy? Maybe how, how much will it cost? And you have a lot of questions because it's like, you see this, this book or the comic books, you have like your passion and you say, I want to create a comic book, but then you need to figure out how to do it. Is it going to be expensive? How much time? Because this is not like you're doing it and you're having it in two months or something like that. It's something that is going yeah. to take a lot of time. It's going to take money. It's going to take dedication. You need to talk to people. You need to gather a team. You need to organize stuff, even market yourself. And all of that is like, when you see the book, you see it all done, all, all beautiful in your in your shelf, in your, in your house, when you're reading. You don't know exactly what goes behind all of that. So for aspiring creators, I want to have this like knowledge of how to, create a book, how to get into a book. Maybe they have an idea. I want to see if it works. It's something that we would do different. I think that's a great opportunity for to talk to me and my editor that's also been doing campaigns and works. He Wonderful. has published books. So we added that and we also have an editing session that is something more like if you already have your script ready, you can work with him. He's going to oh, help nice. you with that. Oh, and that's cheap. Then you can get, oh, wait, you get the books, some good swag and you get your project edited by a professional for two beans. I mean, that, that's crazy, son. I love yeah. that. Folks, yeah, yeah. that's the deal and I have, especially if you have a project, to have somebody really be constructive about your Yeah, project. because for me, it was like, there was, at the start, it was of all about, do I get an editor or do I not get an editor? And I, every, everywhere, everyone told told everybody, like, get an editor if you have a book. Listen to an editor. He's not only, or at least if he's a good editor, and I work with mine, so I know he's he's good. <laughs> but he's not going to only like check your grammar and and everyone. He's he's going to see the story. He's going to tell you about the story. He's going to tell you is it good, is it bad, how to change it, and and all of that. It's going to be like a good a chunk of constructive 
feedback. And I think that's important because because of all of this is passion and creation and you are all excited. Maybe you do your 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 stuff and you create your script and you are happy about it. My, but maybe it needs to to change some stuff. It's not you're not going to get it perfect like the first time. And it's always important to talk about someone that's been doing this, that's been creating books, publishing books that can tell you, oh, this works, it doesn't work, you need to change it, but this is good. So you need that, you need that feedback, you need to talk to creators. And that's also why we included the coaching session or the editing session. You have this idea, you need to talk to your peers, talk to editors, talk to people that know about this stuff, even if you do, because you do do know your stuff. You can uh, be like me, like you have read a lot and, and everything, but it's always good to talk to other ones, to talk to other people, that will tell you, oh, this is good, I like this, or maybe you can change this, like give you suggestions and put everything in perspective because we are always biased towards the stuff that we create. So there's always good to have feedback of someone that is going to be like, put the things straight and tell you, does it work, does it doesn't work? So I think that's that's good. And, And I encourage people to, even if it's your first project and you have one page, two pages, whatever it is, get an editor, talk to people, talk to your peers, share the script. And yeah, even people that are going to comic books because at the end of the day, they're not going to be the ones that read the book. So it's important to talk to people, read your your script, read other people's scripts too, to see how they do their work. Yeah, it's it's something that needs a lot of of dedication, a lot of time, even before creating the book or, or having the art ready like a lot of, of learning and reading and exchanging ideas. Yeah. See, I was going to ask one of those questions of what advice you give, but you've been given dope advice already. So thank you for that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, two final questions right here. What would you tell people right now with the days remaining, just 18 days left, why should they jump on this campaign today? <clears throat> I think that, this this book has something for for everyone. I think that first of all, it's a very personal project. It's something that is it's relevant because it in in this time it, this is something like a topic that I I love like addressing and and everything like in this time about people talking about their mental health and their their need for for money and like being obsessive with 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 getting money, taking this step into creation can be can be hard but it's it also with with all anxiety and everything people get this idea that they are going to get better so this is a book about life changing decisions like moving from one thing to another and it will talk about both aspects it's going to talk about the good stuff and also about the bad stuff it's not going to be like we're talking about mental health so everything is going to be sad and dark and, and all about that not really but yeah it doesn't go the other way around too. It's not all happiness. So you have that side, like the human side, like life-changing decisions, mental health, and all of that put into this book. And it's a very personal story. So I've tried to like show it in the most honest way. Authentic. And, yeah. and that is like, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is something that it's good if you, if you like their stuff, if you like these topics, but I also mixed it with, the fun of the superheroes and the action and the fight. So on on a deeper level, it's about the human experience, about making big decisions, not necessarily going into 
into comics, like changing your, your career into comics, but becoming a creative or taking a big step in life, moving like something that when you start thinking, oh, when I do this, I'm going to be happy. And this is about that kind of decision. And it will tell you, yeah, you may be happy, but but consider all of this stuff too. And And it's something that, as I mentioned, it's a universal experience. I think that everyone that has has taken this type of, of decisions or is planning to will at least find this book inspiring or like a cautionary tale so it can both it can work both ways. So that is on a deeper level. But on the surface this book is about the quest of a creator that is looking for an idea. It's a quest of character that is looking for an object and that object will help him achieve his goals. So something fun, something fantastic is going to have fun, action, and adventure. So I think this is a good mix between the, the like, like an honest lesson, like something that is, it gets deep and you start thinking about it, it's thought-provoking and maybe it's a bit dense, but also you have the fun of the heroes and that is stuff that we love about comic books. So I think it's a great mix. And if you're planning on getting a book or so, or, or something, you can, give this book a chance because it has something for, for everyone wow. in there. And I, I just want to highlight that this book is a one shot. It's 32 page one shot. So it, that's, that's also good because you start here with the story, the story ends here and you get a complete story. You don't need to wait hey. for more campaigns or you need to wait like one year for part two. This is like a one shot <laughs> and it's going to tell the whole story. Wonderful. Wonderful. And are you going to be doing any, convention since we were talking about them anytime soon where we could meet you in person yeah well i'm not i'm not like a, a pro yet so i i don't have like yeah. a, a conventions as a pro i'm hope hopefully i'll i'll get there next year but this okay. year i'm going to to san diego and i'm going to be there as a fan also to Excellent. to keep learning i want to still meet creators talk to them about my projects talk about as i said it's important to talk to people so i like to go to conventions and talk to creators, show them, look, this is what I'm been working on. What do you think? Yeah. And then also buy stuff, like support other creators because there's a lot of, of excellent books out there. And when you start reading other books, like I, like I said, you can read like Spider-Man and Batman, but when you go and read the indie books, the, the books like mine that have been done with crowdfunding campaigns, yeah. You see like what your peers are doing and you can get inspired because of their stories. You see, oh, this works, it doesn't work. And it, it's helpful. It's helpful to be in touch with other creators. I think that's the the most important aspect of, of creating comic books besides the, the technical stuff. It's like talk to creators, talk to people in the industry and get that feedback. And also if if you can give the give feedback to, to others. Be kind to others. Do one to others, folks. There we go. Oscar, <laughs> you have been an amazing guest. I've been showing this off, folks, nonstop. You can follow the big homie here, you know, and get into the vibe. You see how positive he is? Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is what independent comics is about, man. You see, this is a worldwide affair, baby. He's telling <laughs> you this from Peru. You know what I mean? Look at yeah. the positivity and wonderful encouragement there about creation. I'm digging it. So follow the big homie on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar. Oh, 29 but most importantly the link is below go to zoop right now support a never ending adventure all right 
right now. It's live. 18 days to go, folks. 25 supporters. A salute to those 25 people that, that, that yeah, believe in the thank project. You, thank you. Let's get another 2,500 more to support the project, <laughs> all right, and, and get this going. This, that's what's popping. Oscar, again, thank you for your time. Everybody, thank you. Thank you so that. much. Absolutely, because what we do, man. Latinos Unidos, baby, as well, because <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I love uh, meeting other Latinos in Latino community as well. I love talking to everybody, but it's always a special place tomorrow when I'm able to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's one of my own and seeing how, how they navigate. And, you know, I have never had the opportunity to speak this one, you know, directly from Peru, you know, and mm-hmm. how they, they do comics. You know, so thank you for the education as well. I appreciate you, my brother. And anybody yeah, else, yeah. again, thank you for tuning in. Follow and subscribe to Comic Crusaders. You know what it is. Turn on some notifications. My extended family over at undercovercables.com. We have dope shows like Queen Crusade. No Price Podcast, Outside the Panels, and a whole more. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. I'm Al Mega. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 